Welcome back, listeners. This is Where Is My Flashlight with your girls, Heather and Sophie. That's I'm right. I'm Sophie. I'm Heather, and we're here again to talk to you about paranormal things and mental health things and other things, probably. Earlier tonight, we had an awesome conversation with Cheyenne, who is a, what did she call herself? A solitary, eclectic death witch. (laughs) And so uh, here is that conversation. I hope you enjoy it, and we'll be back at the end of it to say goodbye. have a special guest today by the name of Cheyenne. Cheyenne, how are you doing? I am doing great. Thanks for having me on the podcast, you guys. Wasn't expecting to be asked to get interviewed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here we are. Yeah, thank you for coming. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, not a problem. Tell us a brief bit about yourself. Uh, You don't have to, you know, obviously give more detail than you feel comfortable with. Just give us a little background on yourself and then um, go ahead and launch into it. Whatever stories you feel are pertinent or strange that you've experienced in your life, we're we're here for it. Okay, cool. Yeah, and you guys, you, you mainly focus on spirit, correct? Like, I saw that you did a... Um, an episode on the Myrtle Manor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I we do ghost with... hunters. We talk about dating, not dating. We talk about mental health. Oh, shit. We talk about, oh. so, we talk about <laughs> social justice. Oh, sorry. And eco- it's okay. We talk about social justice and ecology. I mean, we, we talk about whatever. Whatevs, yeah. Okay, am I allowed to cuss, or are we trying to avoid this? Um, you can cuss. Okay. Yeah. It's like every other word with me, so. <laughs> well, you're in good company. Well, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, you're wel- welcome aboard, because, yeah, I, I like to say I'm not a sailor, I'm a trucker. I curse all oh, the fucking time, and you are among your people. Yes. So, fucking <laughs> cuss away. Well, okay. Well, yeah. So my name is Cheyenne. I, the brief description I gave earlier is that I am a solitary eclectic death wish. That is what I practice. Um, I am trying to be a tattoo artist as well. And I am also waiting to get some get of my own funds so I can start doing death doula practice as well. For right now, it's just been mainly focusing on the tattoo stuff. I am clairvoyant. I don't really experience any clair, clair audience, but I am clairvoyant. I have seen spirits uh, since I was small. One of the first incidents I remember is like out late at night, if I couldn't sleep, I would listen to music on the couch and I would see some spirits standing by the counter or some counter just watching me and it um I described them to my grandparents and they said that that sounds like so and so in the family so I do know that I have family members that have passed on that do watch over me (laughs) um they come visit every now and then but yeah so ever since I was a kid and then now just you know expanding and practicing on my own and 
I do have community here where we live. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Also, can you clarify for us and maybe for the listeners as well, what is a death doula? Do you know what a birthing doula is? Sort of. Kind of like a midwife or nurse for... Yeah, so they kind of do, like, at-home births. So people give birth to their children, you know, and they help set the set the mood. They have whatever that person would want in their birthing area, that, that birthing doula would help with that. And what a death doula is, is we help people in their dying journey cross over and leave their bodies. And then we also help their families to understand the dying process. As this person is dying, a death doula can do many aspects of like just ensuring that those person's wants and desires for while they're dying are met and are given to them. And we can also help with planning funerals, making sure what they want at their funeral is taken care of, all that. Well the same time being present for the family, trying to be a listening ear to them, letting them know that, you know, your loved one just wants you to tell them it's okay. And that, you know, talking to them is very important when they're dying. And so, and just kind of, you know, just like being born and living life as a journey, so is death and going on from this life. So that is what death doulas do. That's fantastic. Heather, do you have any questions for Cheyenne? Well, I I do want to say that's a really beautiful thing to do for people. And I will say from personal experience, um, Cheyenne was really supportive and helpful for me when Gypsy was dying and afterwards. Just a lot of support and listening and loving. And so that, thank you so much for that. That was amazing. Of course. And, and I, do have the, I do have Paw that I want to send to you. I just need to wire wrap it for you. Oh, awesome. Okay. Yay, thank you. The good thing is that you, you said that you are a solitary, eclectic death witch. Yes. Can you tell us a bit about <laughs> what that means? Because I know, I know what all those words mean, <laughs> but like all in a row like that, I'm like, hmm, okay. So please tell, tell us more about what that means. Absolutely. So solitary, it means I practice alone. I don't practice with a coven. I am solitary in my practition, and just to clarify, I am not Wiccan. I guess I would be considered pagan of sort, but I, in general, follow more Taoist beliefs other than anything, but I do, and that brings us to the eclectic part, is I don't follow just one one system of belief. I follow multiple, and I incorporate them into my practice, sort of say, and it's just, for me, it's easier that way. As you know, many uh, Wiccans follow a certain set of rules because Wicca itself has those set of rules. And I just don't, I do not follow that set of rules. And I would not consider myself a Wiccan for that reason. Okay. Interesting. Thank you. Yeah, I hope that clears it up. I know that those are really big words to have all in a row. Yeah. But I do, I mean, I do have people I talk with about spiritual stuff and spells and whatnot. So it's not that I I only trust and work by myself. Um, I talk with other practitioners and get their opinions on things if I need to. It's just easier for me not to work in a coven. You know, that's just a whole nother 
I feel like a whole nother bigger ball game of like, then you have to participate in coven stuff. And that's just not what I want. So So you do um, tarot cards and psychic readings and things like that for people as well. Is that right? Uh, So I do have tarot and I have oracle cards as well. And I am able to sometimes people's energies. It really just depends on what is happening in their life and the feelings I get. So I guess, I mean, I would consider myself psychic as well. This, what I'm wearing right now uh, is called a tool. It is a crystal. It is an angel aura crystal. And I can send you someone's way who can explain them perfectly to you um, if you want to later. But I help, um, I read somebody's energy and I don't know who it was, but apparently I so greatly impacted and affected their life in a positive way. Like the way I read them was so point that it helped them so much. They bought this for me. That's one of those like weird, like the universe has its way things. I, I, my birthday just passed. It was March 3rd and I got money for my birthday. I was going to go buy this. I went into the shop. And they're like, oh my gosh, we're so glad you're here. And we have something for you. And I was like, whoa, (laughs) okay, what is it? Then they told me somebody bought it for me. I had had it on hold for a long time. And they said the person doesn't want to be identified because they want you to say no. And they bought it for you because you you helped them so much. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was one of the more recent ones that happened. I think I'm going to cry. That's so sweet. Yeah, that's beautiful. It's really sweet. And I thought it was crazy that it was my birthday that I went to go pick it up. And then the <laughs> my first songs that I listened to on my, my mental health healing journey was Unstoppable by Sia. And it was playing on their radio when I picked this up. And I thought that was crazy. And I'm not even the one who pointed it out. The shop owner pointed it out. He was like, is it easy that this song's playing right now? <laughs> so I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> wow that so, was like a clear message from the universe i think i think so too i think that's pretty clear feel free to go ahead um i think if you could just tell us how it began but you know what i mean I was like, like <laughs> I guess more recent times I right I okay like i said i started when i was young and i just never like stopped believing in that stuff i guess i think a lot of kids are either clairaudient or clairvoyant. They definitely can see things. It's like a lot of kids talk about the hat man. It's interesting that everybody kind of remembers the hand, but then they lose the ability to see those things because society tells us that it's not possible. It's not true. And so a lot of people lose their belief in those things and their, their openness to believe that they can see those things. I just was never one of those kids. Um, (laughs) I have always kind of believed in magical witchy stuff. (laughs) And yeah, here I am today. I mean, one of my favorite memories growing up is with my little sister. Our thing was watching Ghost of Them together. And that was our thing. We would watch Zach Bagans and stuff like that. And, (laughs) you know, sorry for the name drop. We would sit watch it. And to this day, she still, if she says, if I come spend the night, we're watching Ghost Adventures. I'm like, okay, that's fine. We're going <laughs> to, you know, so we, we get snacks, we smoke weed, and we watch Ghost Adventures. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just always been part of my life. And even when, even when I didn't really know 
what I wanted to do spiritually with my life. Um, there was a time when, because I was raised Roman Catholic, kind of a hard, hard turn <laughs> now. But that being said, I just didn't, I didn't feel at home in the Catholic Church anymore as I was um, 18 and 19. I just didn't, I had moved away from Vancouver for the time and moved to the Oregon coast, like Newport area. And I just didn't feel, I didn't feel like I belonged in that setting. Um, and it's not really, it's not really the belief in God or Jesus that, you know, was the problem. It was more the church and the people itself. I personally believe, and this is, I don't know how other people feel about this, but I believe that all gods, all goddesses and all pantheons of such religions exist. So, you know, you go over in Japan, they have a different belief. Uh, in Indonesia, they have a different belief. In India, they have a different belief. And I believe in all of those things. I believe that they're all valid and real. Oh, okay. Um, so kind of like an omnis. Yes. You know, I believe that the Vikings religion is, the North's religion is real. I, you know, I believe all gods and goddesses exist. So that does include Christianity. I just do not agree with the systemic turn Catholicism and other Christianity has kind of taken. I don't dislike the pantheon of the Catholic Church. Um, in fact, Jesus was very, I was very close with Jesus when I was growing up. Very big part of my life. It's just, it wasn't for me anymore, and I didn't feel at home there. And so I moved on to, I now work with Hecate, or Hokati, however anybody, any of your listeners to pronounce it. Um, oh, it that's very, a Greek, uh, Greek goddess of the hearth, correct? Hecate is the Greek goddess of pathways and gateways. Oh. She is the one that has the three versions of herself. I actually, on my altar here, I have... So I have a selenite plate with her in it. Oh, wow. That's gorgeous. Yeah. She actually, she called out to me to work with her. And it's funny. So for my mental health, I, I do have major depressive disorder. And I've struggled with that since elementary school, a good portion of my life. And before I started my electric convulsive therapy, which in shorter terms is shock therapy. And it is the shock therapy you are thinking of where they send electroshocks into your brain and you have seizures. But she reached out to work with me uh, right before I started that. And it was really interesting. Wait a second. Before you continue, what, is this an ethical form of yes. electroshock therapy where it's like helpful in restart, restarting the brain by using they, it like on a micro level? or Never not ethical anymore. Okay. Let me give you that. <laughs> I get put for anesthesia every time I go in for therapy so I don't feel anything and I'm not awake for the process okay yeah and they um they give a muscle relaxer so that you don't have a full body seizure the only thing that moves is my foot is my my foot twitches that's the only thing that's why they when, when I'm going under they uncover my feet so they can see my foot thing to indicate stuff but it's done at a hospital with multiple people in the room <laughs> so yeah and it's okay. changed my life it's That's wonderful it's, it saved my life uh when i first started like after the first week because when you first start it's it's an intense course of therapy because they wait for you to be in in a different episode and then how i understand it working is that the induced seizure recreates new neuropathways 
So your brain, when your neuropathways are set for depression, it's there, it's going to keep traveling that neuropathway, right? So, so by creating new neuropathways that don't have depression, it's kind of, I think, reversing. So that's how I see it or understand it. And I am not a doctor. Please don't <laughs> want to set that out there. I'm not a doctor. Please don't quote me. Uh, shock therapy is actually uh, primarily uh, used for major depressive disorder and it my my depression is treatment resistant and i went through so much so many other treatments before ect uh it's also used for um bipolar going back to the before i started that treatment hakate it was really interesting i was at my grandparents house and they showed me this candle holder it always sits on my altar now <laughs> it has three candle spots and I thought it was beautiful and I asked if I could have it. And they said yes. So I was sitting at their counter polishing it. Uh, it's real silver. It needs to be polished. <laughs> and they uh, they were out doing something and I just got a name in my head. Like in my, like I was just thinking that's when I thought the name Hakabe. And I had never heard of her prior to that. And so when I got that name, I was like, what is that name? And I looked at, I Googled it and it was her. She popped up. Uh, so I was like, all right. <laughs> I hear you and it's really wonderful she is depicted often with um, a lantern uh, she is a god that helps guide lost travelers down pathways um, and they could be new pathways she is the goddess of gates so entering a new phase of your life stuff like that and so she's a really wonderful goddess she often works with within Hades's realm. Uh, she can also, you know, help lead people to their journey to Indahis, to the boat. Yeah, she has many depictions. She's often depicted with a black dog, um, which is a really fun lore that you guys might want to look into. The black dogs are fun. Um, and then crows. Um, and I have a bunch of crow friends. <laughs> I go and I feed the local crows around my neighborhood. And I consider her my maiden goddess. And I think she's going to just like stay with me for the rest of my life, probably. Or she's goddess and I can't tell her what to do. <laughs> so as long as she wants to work with me, I'll work with her. That's kind of our, how it started with her. And then I just kind of took a deep dive into witchcraft. <laughs> And um, I've just felt at home ever since. I've done all my research myself, which is, you know, if you're if you're a beginner witch, doing a deep dive into lore and, you know, all the stories from, depending on where your pantheon you're using is from. So, you know, if you're if you're going to be working with Freya, looking into her pantheon and where where that lore comes from, what she's what they believe she stands for and what you know, what she helps with. You know, one of my other favorite goddesses, I think women witches especially, or girl witches especially, should work with is Kali. <laughs> I love Kali. Um, <laughs> she's a fierce baddie. So if you're into the Indian pantheon, then I do recommend her. <laughs> Can you also explain to our listeners, I think some people, when they hear the word witch... There's like a certain connotation that goes along with it that's pretty, you know, in my opinion, a little outdated, but that's only because I know a little bit more about witchcraft and what it means. So would you be able to explain how it's different from 
what most people would think of as uh, a witches worshiping Satan uh, or the devil and, and things like that. How it's sure, yeah. yeah. There are people out there who do work with Satan or Lucifer, as he is called, and that is its own religion. In general, witches, I understand it because there are so many different types of witches and so every practice is, is individual and, you know, works me. But in general, for me, witches are individuals, male and female, um, and non-binary that work with the planet and its wonderful gifts that it gives us, you know, a lot with nature, a lot of respect for the stars and just being grounded in it. Of course, there is different types of practitioner so for example wicca is with them there's louisiana hoodoo and haitian hoodoo a lot of people pronounce it voodoo there's the norse pagans and then there's just pagan as itself you know it would be the english paganism before the catholic church kind of took over there uh, <laughs> then the church fought over england um anyway <laughs> history uh <laughs> I mean, really, it's hard to say, like, such a broad statement for everybody because there's just so many different types of it. It's not so black and white. Right. You don't want to paint anybody into a corner or do broad strokes or anything like that. But, yeah, I just felt like, you know, a lot of people kind of have a misconception or a different connotation for what witch uh, witches or witchcraft is or are. For me, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, that's okay. Uh, Go ahead. For me, I am very close with nature. I try to, um, and this kind of comes into my um, Taoist beliefs as well. I try to enjoy being in my body, enjoy nature. Like I try to take nature walks when it's, you know, when the weather is nicer. I, I love and respect animals, trees, plants. I try very hard to do my job as what I consider is is our responsibility as a practitioner to respect all the things and try my best to, if I'm going to interact with those things, protect them and only give them things that are going to be safe and helpful for them. So, for example, when I go and I feed the crows, knowing their diet, cat food has a lot of really good stuff in it um, so they can eat that. I, I give them almonds, nuts that they don't have to crack, and I give them little pieces of string cheese sometimes, uh, and they really enjoy those. <laughs> you know, just trying to find a balance between where you stand and then respecting that we are, as living beings, I think a lot of people forget that we are still a part of the cycle of nature. And a cycle life, you know, I think a lot of people have a hard time detaching themselves from that. We have such, you know, we have such a modern, like houses, cities, stuff like that. We don't think about being part of nature, but we are. And we have a life cycle and we go, we go back to the earth when we're dead. It's all part of one big ecosystem. I love that. That's so beautiful. I'm so glad you found this path for yourself. Yeah, I agree. That's like, it's a really beautiful way, I think, of, of looking at, at the world and at life. So thank you for sharing all that with us. Of course, especially nowadays, it can be, you know, the past couple of years, few years have been so hard on so many people. So it's just really important to remember that everything, everything that happens 
at least in my opinion, has a purpose. There's a reason for it happening. Either that is to have somebody grow on their own. Even with not so great things, my mental health, some of my past abuse, it's... I mean, it's not to be glamorized, of course. You know, the, they are no things. They aren't great things. But there's always a balance. Yin and yang is kind of a good example of that. And the dots within yin and yang is the good within the bad and the bad with good. Anything in our life that occurs, whether it's painful, whether it is negative, whether it is good and beautiful and it feels good, it all has its reason and purpose to be there. And I think as a society, that is also true, especially in times of hardships like COVID, for example, how we're coming of that now, it was really scary for a lot of people. It was a really big negative, but some positives came out of it, you know, like coming together as communities and looking out for one another and being more understanding about being protective with each other. Mm-hmm. So it's, And being more open about mental health, I think I've noticed it's, I don't know if that's COVID itself exactly, uh, or could be a probably combination of things, but I do notice that there are long waiting lists to get to see a therapist lately. And there was a huge increase of people seeking help for their mental health during COVID and after COVID that I think I mean, I don't know, it's hard to say exactly if, oh, COVID started that and it's all COVID's to blame for all of that necessarily. It's just that I think we're, whatever, we're, we're, who cares? As a culture, we're more open about it. It's less stigmatized is what it seems to me lately. You're right. Um, And I, it's not necessarily good. I think what happened was humans are, even if you're an introvert, humans need social interaction. It is a core part of our being is being social communities. Um, it's how we've evolved. It's how we've survived this long. So when you take a global thing that happened that then requires to isolate, a lot of people can distract from their mental health issues. But when you're home alone and the TV and your own and your video games are no longer enough because you have not talked to another person in in a month, you start to have to face those things. Mm -hmm. And, And that's just, I think, one of those good within the bad situations. I think a lot of people then realize, wow, I think I need to talk to somebody about this. I, maybe I should get help for this. And there is, always going to be stigma I think surrounding mental health and I think it's going to be a really hard thing to shake within the ask of I I say this loosely with quotations around it normal society Uh, (laughs) (laughs) because I think everybody deals with mental health on some level Um, our brains are very complex and there's just no way I think of not dealing with it That being said, I think COVID helped people understand that it's okay to be in that bad awe. It's okay to be in that darkness and it's okay to say, I need help and then ask for it. It's okay. It's better that you ask for that help because people want to give you that help. And not just professionals, there are peer supports. Peer support is in other people who 
experienced mental health are there to say, I've been there, I can relate, let's talk through it together. Heather and I are peer supports for each other all the time. <laughs> yes. Yes, and we have been since 1993, so. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, going back to when Gypsy uh, passed on, I offered Heather some peer support. I was like, I'm mm-hmm. here for you if you want to talk. I'm not going to force you. I'm here. And I think a lot of people just don't realize when distractions go away. And distracting is definitely a coping skill. Mm-hmm. But it can become a toxic skill. Because if you're never, if you never face your own negative, dark thoughts and you don't face the reason they're there or what caused them they're just going to fester and it's going to get worse yeah absolutely it's I was just thinking about this earlier actually because you know I've been struggling a lot lately and just like trying to find a balance between like distracting myself so that I can make it through the day and also like practicing radical acceptance and those types of things like well I can't change it I need to process this I need to get through it and you know distraction can definitely be part of that process but also facing it and sitting in it are, are really important and I think part of being a death witch it doesn't always have to do with death and I think people focus in on the word death death does not have to be physical it can be the end of a path in somebody's life. It could be the end uh, and the beginning of a new start in somebody's life, the end of old habits, stuff like that. So that being said, I, I do encourage everybody to really like just take a day and like go, you know, just analyze yourself. And it's okay if you cry. It's okay if you get mad. All these things are okay. It's okay to feel your feelings. Mm -hmm. I think the main issue is that people are uncomfortable sitting in them. And that's okay. Because if you're uncomfortable in sitting your feelings, there's a reason for it. And that is because the body's way of telling you change needs to happen something needs to be done about this because it's it's uncomfortable and I don't want to be. It is part of our nervous system. It is just part of life. It urges us to then act and change our situation, our habits, everything like that. So just know that sitting with your feelings while it's uncomfortable and it just fucking sucks, <laughs> it can really fucking suck. Sometimes it needs to happen. Sadness is okay. I read. There's a YouTube channel me and my husband watch. It's like a therapist in a movie. They analyze movies. Yeah, they analyze Inside Out. And I really think that that movie is wonderful because it's very important to realize that anger and fear and sadness and joy are all copacetic. They are part of each other. Within joy, there's always sadness because that joy has to end at some point. You know, we go out, we meet a friend, we have a good time, but then they have to go home and you have to go home. You have to say goodbye and that's sad. Of course it is, but you're going to see them again. It's just about 
I think really relearning emotions because I don't think it was taught to us very well. At least um, in my generation, it was kind of like, you know, oh, well, suck it up. It'll be okay, you know, and if you did tie your bootstraps and just yeah, that one, <laughs> work, yeah. and then just work yourself to death. <laughs> Absolutely. Also, I was curious, you know, you said you alluded to having some paranormal experiences when you were fairly young. You said you had your, um, you know, ancestors or family members watching over you. Can you share some of your paranormal experiences you've had? I absolutely can. So we call him Bumpy. Well, one of the ghosts is called Bumpy. And I, what I describe, yeah, was this little boy in overalls and a paper boy hat kind of looking. And my grandma was like, that sounds like Bumpy when he was a little boy. And I was like, who is Bumpy? <laughs> For one, it's my grandfather's father. So he was on the counter at night and like check in on me. Um, and I, when I was a kid, I, I, I rocked back and forth listening to music. I, I have maladaptive daydreaming and it's a coping mechanism that happens with kids. And usually, I mean, I still do it, but <laughs> only on like long car rides and shit, but it's, um, so when I was doing that in the dark at night, sometimes open my eyes, I would just see him sitting on the counter watching me and I you know I didn't really identify the other spirits that were there but Bumpy was definitely one of them so I know that they came to visit me when I was younger um I've had interactions with other people's ancestors where um like the necklace story that person I well I don't even know if it's the same person again it was anonymous but there is one person that I helped at, at the shop that I go to this person I I told them that I think that a lot of their issues happening, I think that if they just did some like ancestry work, it would help a lot. So that was one of the interactions I had. And I've done my own genealogy. I have had my boyfriend, his ancestors have come to me a few times, <laughs> very strongly demanding that I tell him that they wish to speak and work with him. <laughs> and I was like, um, hey, your Irish ancestors need to back off. Uh, they're being very, very strong-willed. He is waving his, um, I forgot what the type of, of uh, like, cane it is, but it has the ball on the end of it. It's like a, do you know what I'm talking about, Heather? Yeah. Yeah, he was waving that at me, like, talk to him. <laughs> and I was like, can you ask nicely? <laughs> you know, that, that's, that's one thing is, um, you know, setting office hours with ghosts is interesting and spirits. A lot of practitioners have to set office hours with spirits. That sounds legit. Yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> I also, and, and I don't really talk this part so much as, you know, I don't expect anybody you know, everybody has their own beliefs, and I don't expect anybody to believe what I say all the time. But it is, in my experience, I have had other deities like Hakate come into my brain and go, Hey, how you doing? <laughs> like, oh my fucking god, Loki will not fucking shut the hell up. He sends me all fighters. And I'm like, bro, I don't want to work with you. <laughs> 
you. Um, now, Hakate does also send spiders. Loki is just known for spiders. He pops in every now and then, like, are you ready to work with me yet? And I'm like, fuck no, go away. Um, <laughs> my apologies to any of your listeners who may be working with Loki. Uh, no hate. <laughs> yeah, he's just not for you. At least right now, he's it's not for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You gotta have boundaries. Exactly. Yeah, uh, it's, it's healthy to have boundaries. It's okay for you to be like, yeah, I'm not interested, bud. <laughs> yeah, Loki doesn't like boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a trickster god, so I don't mm-hmm. think that surprises anybody. And I do know that a lot of his practitioners do get tricked sometimes. And I'm like, I'm just not about that life, bruh. <laughs> I've had a lot of my stuff happens in my dreams. Ah, a reoccurring, a reoccurring dream I had growing up was I would be in the back of a car and it would be driving me to my grandparents' house, but nobody was driving it. It was driving it. This was before there were self-driving cars. And now that that they're inventing self-driving cars and I was like, I fucking knew it. I just, (laughs) (laughs) I've knew, I've known it. I've known it. (laughs) I have a lot of dreams that give me insight to something that's happening, something that's going to happen. And then a lot of dreams that just give me the worst fucking imagery. Anybody could ever ask. I don't know. You don't have, you don't have to bring it up or talk about it if you don't want to, but I'm, I'm really curious. What's one of your darkest or creepiest experiences you've had with paranormal? (sighs) We're not going to talk about the monkey man because that's just not right now. No, 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 no. (laughs) <laughs> i feel like in something but anyway um sorry it's kind of an inside joke because she has a experience which i every time i swear she tells me it and i i get amnesia like it's like somehow my brain just puts it out because i don't want to know about this paranormal experience she had and so i keep asking her over and over to tell me what it is and so that's just been a really strange thing that I'm like, I don't know why I can never remember because you've told me that story like a million like times, but times. Yeah, yeah. But for some reason, my brain just immediately like puts it out and then, and then wants to know what it is again and like puts it out <laughs> and like wants to know what it is again. It's like, tell me again. And it's like one of the scariest things that's ever happened to me in my entire life. So I'm like, (laughs) and here we are doing this, like, paranormal podcast and asking people to tell these experiences and stuff. And, you know, I've shared some of mine, but this is, like, I have to build up to this one, you know, so. Man, I'm trying to think because I have always had a respect for spirits. And I think accepting their presence and accepting that they are there. And I, I do talk to them. I will acknowledge them. I think that for the most part, they were me back. I have had spirits that I have had to tell them that they are not welcome mm-hmm. and that they need to leave. And they generally listen, but that's because they know that I will pull out multiple different things to make them listen. <laughs> I Can you think... give us an example of some stuff where like a spirit was messing with you or something one that you basically had to you know say you know what jog on mate you you get your yeah. shit together yeah well there was uh there was a an uncomfortable feeling spirit in our bedroom recently 
I, I noticed it a few nights. Um, it wasn't good feeling. It was darker feeling. And I said, you have exactly three seconds to get out of my bedroom. You've been here for multiple nights and you are not fucking welcome here. You have three seconds to get the fuck out or we're going to have a big problem. That spirit fucking got gone um, <laughs> because um, I was serious. <laughs> I believe you for some reason. I really, really believe you. And I also think you probably could do blessings on houses, you know, clear cleansings and stuff where you could probably, I don't know if you use holy oil or water or any of that kind of stuff where you can uh, mark the house up. But Well, I have moon water. Um, moon water is just plain old tap water. Uh, it's nothing <laughs> special, but you put it under the light of a full moon. And it absorbs the energy from the moon. Um, I do use that. That's very nice cleansing. Dragon's blood. Incense is like, it's like your all-purpose cleansers. Mm. <laughs> if you want to think of it in that aspect. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I kind of cover it. Dragon's blood is really good. It covers a lot of aspects. It is Palo Santo. If I mispronounce Ooh. that, I apologize. Palo Santo. Dude, it's okay. <laughs> it, it is absolutely okay. I just, the only reason why I know is because I'm Latino and so we say Palo Santo. Thank it's you. just pronounced Spanish way, you know. Thank so. you. Uh, yeah. No, I, my brain was, my brain just sometimes is like, say weird words. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I can relate to that a lot. Trust me. Trust me. I get it. I am simply a soul in a meat puppet. <laughs> Can you do so much? <laughs> oh my god, I love that. <laughs> meat puppet, meat popsicle, uh, meat suit. Uh, yes, I've heard all of... I love that way to describe our bodies because, you know, there's a lot of people, including myself, that believe that, like, this is not all there is to life. Like, we're just kind of in this meat suit having a meat experience and and we're trying to meet other meats while we're out that i kind of believe that it's like it's not a soul inhabiting a body it's a body inhabiting a soul uh yeah i do believe that we are just in same past lives so if you think about it we are just inside of a of a case that has an expiration date for the time being mm-hmm and when this case expires, we'll either return to source is what I call it. I don't, I don't, there's no like heaven or hell to me. Um, what I call it is source. So source is what I believe is where our souls come from. And there is, there is a theory about earth and why we can't remember our past lives. There are children sometimes that do remember their past lives and, at first, when they're when they're just little and they're starting to talk, they mention it. Uh, but as they grow older, they forget about it. There is a theory that, in terms of source and like where we incarnate, Earth has a certain rule about incarnating on it, and that is you forget your past life, you forget about source, where you come from, when your soul incarnates on Earth. This is the contract that is agreed upon. Furthermore, that when you incarnate on Earth, it's generally your soul is growing 
and you are, you know, each lifetime has a specific lesson to be learned or certain growth to happen in each lifetime. And so when we incarnate on earth, we kind of, it's called the veil of forgetfulness is what it's called. And we kind of plan out our own journey of growth each time we incarnate on earth. But the only reason we don't remember it is because of that veil of forgetfulness. So, you know, when those kids briefly remember because they're newly incarnated souls and then they forget, it's because of that veil of forgetfulness taking effect. Story checks out because, uh, I mean, that's what it feels like to me every day. And it's not because I have dementia. It's, well, maybe <laughs> I have dementia. But it's more like, even though I have a spiritual practice and, you know, I do it every day, it's like I have amnesia. I forget the spiritual principles I follow all the time. And I have to keep practicing them over and over again because all of a sudden, just like, it's like I have amnesia. I'll just forget. It's like, well, duh. You know, I know how to do this. I've been doing it for over 11 years, but I keep forgetting and so, yeah, that's kind of been part of my process and how I've been growing, too, is I've just noticed a lot of things I'm starting to remember. But then also it's like it, it seems like, you know, yeah, there is some kind of veil controlling whether I remember these spiritual principles or these things that have helped me in the past. Sophie, how long has it been since you checked your chakras? Uh, probably, uh, never. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. I think you, I think with these memory clogs, I think you have a blockage in one of your chakras and I would see somebody about getting that cleared out actually. Do you Um, think they might have a spiritual plunger or like a, like a toilet brush so they can break up the turd that's blocking the snake. Yeah, there are actually, (laughs) if you need, I um, can definitely after the podcast, give you the name of the shop that I go to and the owner there as well. And he cleans chakras all the time. He, and he'll be able to tell if you have a blockage as well. If any of your chakras of cleansing, he is the person to go to. So, but I just, I got the feeling when you were telling me about how, daily you forget yourself I think you have some blockages love I believe that and thank you You Heather and I were talking about this before you got on the show and we were like oh maybe we should ask her to do a reading and I was like yeah I don't want to ask too much of her because um she's already doing us a favor well uh here's the thing right is that you don't need to ask me to read your energy because if I notice something I'm just going to fucking tell you (laughs) (laughs) that's what I've always liked about you (laughs) I'm just gonna fucking tell you I'm gonna be like right you need to like cleanse your shit like (laughs) something ain't right um I mean I just had new downstairs moved in and one of them had an attachment and I cleared it for her I cut it for her and I um I did a protection jar for her and I even cleansed their house, the Palo Santo, because the people who lived down there were not great people before they moved in. So I wanted to give them a fresh start. I made, I kind of wire wrapped 
so I, I, I have these opalite crystals that are in the shapes of stars and moons. So I, I wire wrapped a moon for her and, uh, or him. Oh no, it's him. Okay. Remembering I'm, re- I'm, I'm still learning everybody's pronouns down there. So I'm correction is he, him. I wire wrapped a moon for him and inside, uh, you know, he went, he was kind of through some emotional stuff. He was kind of like crying during this process and I was like, it's okay. You know, if you had, if you had, you know, an attachment, you know, it could be emotional when I release it, you know, and just being there to listen about some of the struggle. So in the jar that I made him, I added some crystals that are for healing trauma and also help people on new healing journeys. And so I, I did send him with that as well. And I often do this. You know, I am also an artist, as I mentioned. I have a friend who commissioned me to draw their late cat that passed away. And what I did is, I'm going to make them because the first one uh, came out broken. But it's basically, it looks like a lotus, but it's a candle holder. What I did is, in the resin, I put crystals specifically for healing. So that as they hang the picture of the cat, and also light a remembrance candle in the candle holder and release the energy of healing while they have that spot for their cat. So, you know, that is in the process as well. <laughs> I feel, I feel very bad. It should have been done like a year ago. <laughs> they are very understanding. I'm very appreciative of that. But yeah, I, I, I truly think that like, as somebody who is so spiritually in tuned to you know, just the universe and like earth itself and just spiritually, I, I, I believe that it is our jobs to help people heal and to bring healing to them. And so, yeah, I think I, I'm very, I'm very, um, I can feel people's emotions. <laughs> I very, very much am able to take them on though. I, you know, I, um, I've learned not to, but I, I do feel and, and can sympathize with what they're, the hurt they are feeling and, in the, in the moments of, of pain and grief. So that's also why being a death just seems very natural for me is because I can, I can just feel it and be there and help heal that new grief that is in their lives and part of their journey. So mm-hmm. if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, do you have any contact information you'd like us to pass on? Or would you like, is there something that could help promote you and what you do for us that we could do for you? Um, well, I did give Heather uh, my personal Instagram QR code. So I'm, I'm sure that she will post that um, yes. right now. Instagram is just a whole bunch of selfies. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> I know. It's, not, it's literally, it's just a whole bunch of pictures of my goddamn face. Um, it's That's <laughs> fine. Beautiful face. Yes. Beautiful face. Thank you. Yeah, they, I am very open to people contacting me on that, that personal Instagram. You know, I do what I can. <laughs> I if I ask you who you are, please don't be offended. <laughs> I'm always like, uh, hey, what's that? like? Just because there are so many bots and so many like, hey, if you give me money, I'll triple it for you, like yeah. kind of thing. 
Well, and also, like, a lot of people are weird, and they're like, oh, I thought you would know I was going to try to contact you because you're psychic. And it's like, no, it doesn't work that way. You No. Yeah, no. Bruh. I have yeah. my own fucking shit going, homie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so just, just, uh, just be forthcoming. Be nice. You know, be respectful. And she, she's more than happy to work with you. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, they can feel free to contact me there. Currently, my Instagram, you'll know it's mine. Well, you'll know it's the right Instagram because it says Solitary Eclectic Death Witch. I do art and witchy stuff. This is my personal non-professional account. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed talking with you guys. I hope that it was, I hope I did okay. Uh, this is my first time on a podcast. I've oh, never you been were on amazing. <laughs> Well, we're we're still kind of figuring this out. Obviously, you saw part of it before we started recording. A lot of uh, it's all right. Trial and error here. Um, so yeah, but we really appreciate you coming on. And sometime I would love to meet up because we do live in the same town. Yeah, uh-huh. I know. We and do. so <laughs> we need to meet up. And um, I would love to get a tarot reading from you. I think that would be amazing. I mean, we can do one now. Oh, really? Yeah. Sophie, what do you think? <laughs> sure, why not? I'm here for it. All I was right. actually earlier, I was going to yell, okay, now do Heather. But then I was like, <laughs> I, don't know, I was like, no, Sophie, don't say that. For some reason, uh, I stopped myself. Let me, let me just quickly go grab my tarot cards. They're just in the other room, and right. I'll be right back. No problem. you i need you to think of a question you wish to ask the cards and that will be part of your reading it will be the main part of your reading um normally in readings you know somebody will ask you to the question you want to know like the answer to or like if you want help knowing what you should do in a certain situation stuff like that so just think of that for a minute while i get these all set up do you have um a question mm-hmm. okay now, I am super, like, I can't do that, like, fucking bend backward deck shuffle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I fucking suck at that, so I'm just going to, like, like super hand shuffle. Sure. I mean, I usually, like, spread them out on the floor and, like, do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to try and get them. Yep. I have used that <laughs> method myself, because sometimes they're just too big for my little hands. <laughs> Yes, it's hard. Um, and your girl got small hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I am going to shuffle them to the best of my ability, though. And I just continuously, like, just cut them 10,000 times. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you, Heather, to pick a number between 1 and 10. Do you want me to say it out loud? Yeah. 3. Very good. All right. So I will pick one. From, let's see. I'm going to break this into three acts. <clears throat> now, I want you to have your question in mind currently mm-hmm. while I pull these cards, okay? And I'm just going to ask very, the cards very nicely if they could help me in helping you by helping with any answers or 
uh, guidance that you're asking for. And to um, please help me to do that for Heather. All right, Heather, you can go ahead and open your eyes. I don't know why I so keep I closing did, my eyes like that. <laughs> you're fine. So what I did was I broke the cards into three separate piles. From each pile, I took the first card from the top and the first card from the bottom. And so there are a total of six cards okay. here in front of me. And you don't have to tell me your question. I'm going to ask you to, for the first poll, which is cards, pick a number between one and three. And it doesn't literally need to be two. It can just be one, two, or three. Three. Okay. <laughs> That's the world card. And so what this says is when the world appears in the head, it is foretelling changes, whether they are of a physical nature or simply the way you are viewing your situation. You may have a new definition or sorry, you may have a new or different way of look things now as a result of the experiences you have been through. The world can indicate travel, especially if surrounded by the chariot or other travel cards. If the two of pentacles near, a decision connected with finance may be faced in the near future. The outcome will be positive as long as you listen to your instincts. Okay, again, I'm going to ask you to pick one, two, or three. for, And this is for the cards that were taken from the bottom. One. Five of Swords. Okay. Okay. When the Five of Swords appears in the spread, there is a threat of jealousy coming from a vindictive enemy. Ooh. You may be in a backbiting situation that could cause a lot of upset. From reading the surrounding cards, you must try to deduce where this treachery is coming from and who, if anyone, you can trust. Wow. Fuck you, man. Um, Not hmm. you. But the deck. Yeah. Uh, I, I tell these decks, I tell my cards to fuck themselves all the time. <laughs> Sometimes this can indicate trouble from an enemy resurfacing from the past. You must not antagonize any situation that could figuratively blow up in your face. That being said, I literally physically fight anybody who hurts you. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, enemy, I'm going to fuck you up. And I mean yes. that in a threatening legal for legal reasons way. Um. <laughs> yes, <laughs> for legal reasons, that was not a threat. For legal reasons, that was a joke. <laughs> Acknowledge. Yeah, um, it may not be physical. It may be that she sends people to come after you in the night. So watch out. Mm -hmm. People being me. <laughs> <laughs> With a fucking baseball bat. Anyway. Yes. So metal. <laughs> I threaten violence a lot. I apologize. It's fine. Um, I'm here for it. That being said, I would never go out of my way to harm anybody. I thought I'd put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> I am just karma personified. As I, that means, let, let's just make one thing clear. Okay, my... My rising sign is Pisces, and so is my sign, and then my moon sign is Aries. So I just have a lot of energy there. Mm -hmm. A lot of spiciness, <laughs> a lot of spice. Yeah. 
Sorry. Witchy spice. Witchy spice. That's right. Going back up to the top card. I'm so sorry. I'm so happy you can edit this. Um, (laughs) Oh, I I can work magic with the uh, cut and paste button. I'm fine. (laughs) I can't wait to hear it. I truly. (laughs) Going back up to the top cards, pick one or two. One. Interesting. All right. The five of rods. Wasn't the last one a five also? It was. What? It was also number one. It was. This is the card of mock battles. Differences of opinion give rise to misunderstandings and fallouts. Silly, trivial matter blown out of proportion. Be attuned to discord and conflict. You may be working in a backstabbing environment where you must keep your wits about you in order to survive the hostile. Why is everybody <laughs> coming at me? I'm sorry, I'm really not meaning to laugh. I'm just like, God damn. <laughs> what have I done? I don't it know. Must be, it don't must know. be because we're it must be because we're going into the paranormal field where it's like we're supposedly really competitive and cutthroat. I don't know. Or maybe I'm just maybe. like too Yeah. I'm too forthright um, and honest with people and it makes them mad. Yeah, this well big man jealous fans, remember? This <laughs> is not good for you. The other cards in the spread may offer a solution. So that's not the case, but that's fine. Okay. <laughs> the the world card said that the outcome would be positive <laughs> so uh, i mean that was the only positive goddamn card you've got i know but it's the it's the outcome and so i'm like okay i can deal with some shit to get to the positive outcome let's see what other shit i have to deal with who else is stabbing me in the back yeah, yeah. i mean because that's <clears> been <throat> heather's whole life is <throat> like <laughs> like um, that's been heather's it's... whole life that she's like been having to look out for shit so like having this terrible shit happen and then like on the other side of it some is something your, good your picks have been crap so oh, <laughs> oh perfect okay so i just pulled the seven of cups well, that was the third card from the bottom okay one up from the bottom uh deck right of the third deck and so seven of cups and cups are usually good. I've never seen, but they can have like a but watch out for. Mm-hmm. So that's says. I'm already um, watching out. <laughs> seven of cups. This card pertains to hopes and fears. Okay. Whether you are positive or negative in your thinking. Oh, that's interesting. Because I was just thinking about when you were describing her like whole life as being a whole bunch of negative stuff. I was thinking something along these lines. So this is interesting. Whether you are positive or negative in your thinking at the moment will depend on the cards around this one. It is possible that your thinking is confused and that you are not too sure what the best move might be. Yeah. Where a big 
vision is concerned, you need to wait to see what happens in the near future. Find a positive outlet such as drawing or writing for fresh for frustrated creativity. Not been writing. No. You need to get back to that. Because okay. you used to do you remember um like the journals we made? Yep. Yeah, you need to go back to that I yeah. think that would be helpful for um I know that grief can sometimes kind of steer us off the course of doing things that are helpful for us mm-hmm. for some year um and I know that you've been through a lot of grief lately so I think getting back to writing and creative journaling is gonna be really important for yeah. you that being said there are only two cards left I'm going to flip the top one over from the middle and it's the eight of cups how funny mm. Like how I just had the cups and I just so happened to just close the entire book. So now I have to <laughs> find it. And it was just the seven of cups. So it's like right there. Yeah. Here we go. Eight of cups. Did I show you the card? Ooh. Well, that's a short tunic that person's wearing. Well, at least his dick isn't out. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, that's almost a, a whoops. Which is... You know, a shame for me, but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing pants. The meaning for this one, as the man in the picture is making his way across the stream on his own, you may also feel alone for a while, especially if any negative cards surround this, such as such as the Three of Swords, which stands for separation. But you didn't get that. Not yet, anyway. This may be a time to experience the next phase of learning on your own. If the question pertains to a relationship, then it is likely that you are experiencing a change of heart and realizing that most good things must come to an end. However, do not become too disillusioned because what you lose on the roundabouts, you gain on the swings. Hmm. You got a real interesting fucking reading so far, dude. <laughs> I'm, goddamn. <sighs> okay. You're, you ready to flip the last card over? <laughs> I'm, I am ready. Ready. You got the star. Oh. Hey. Hey. See what I mean by one deck or medium one deck is more fatherly? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. It's oh, telling shit. her she's going to get stabbed in the back. Like, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, Heather, if you keep this up, this is what's going to happen. It's already happening. Okay. Well, yeah. That's true. We are already there. And, Yeah. I definitely needed something more gentle because I'm extremely hard on myself and I do expect myself to be perfect because I'm so afraid of hurting people and causing harm. And that's why the cards told you it's okay not to be perfect. Right. Exactly. Because I treat myself like a project, like I have to work on, like I have to be better, I have to be better, you know, because I'm just so afraid of my past and the things I did when I was an alco- a practicing alcoholic in my cups. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. I was well, not a very good person. I can say that I think people in your life would want you to be happy. Right. I think that you are saying goodbye 100% to that old self. You are coming into your new self, and you've been waiting a long time to be happy and have your, have everything there and have it not be overwhelming and just to feel love and acceptance. And I feel like that's happening for you. And I think that the unicorns and your angels just want you to know and reassure you that it's happening. It's going to be okay. And that you're not alone and you're very loved. And the more happy you are, the more everybody else around you is going to feel that. Okay. Thank you. It kind of reminds me of, I just had a vision of when I had an out of body experience, not that long ago where I was flying through the universe and through the stars and I was like rocketing my body was like, I, I, all I could see was like the stars and everything ahead of me. And I was just like, for some reason, rocketing through space without any control. And I was terrified the whole time. I was just like, ah, like, like somebody is just throwing me like a football through the universe. And I'm just like, Oh my God, where am I going? This is scary. And I'm, I get nothing to grab onto. You're just being rock, rocking. Through yeah. space. And then all of a sudden behind me on my ankle hitched a ride an angel and held my ankle. And then all of a sudden I felt reassured and I like was like the angel let me know I'm here with you. Right. After that, immediately I had an attitude shift and a mind change where I was flying through the universe and then I was going even faster. And I was like the whole time I was like, wee. I was like, yeah. Yeah, I was like having a great time. I was like, whoa. So like you think that life is often out of our hands. Oh, absolutely. We we can only make certain, you know, and that's, you know, kind of that decision card. We can only make Mm -hmm. certain decisions for ourselves and have certain control over everything. But then we have to just trust that the universe is going to like play its part. And I I really think that 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 art. You know, Gabriel is on your side. I think that he is your angel. Um, and I think that he he has your back. And you just need to that he's there for you. And that everything's happening in its own time. And it, it's going to pay off. Your your patience is going to pay off. But yeah, I hope both of those readings were helpful for you guys. I hope that my sight in the cards was helpful. I hope that I managed to do the podcast okay. I Like I said, it was my first time being on a podcast. <laughs> You did fine. Yeah, you were great. Cool. Yeah, thank you so much. We really appreciate you taking the time to do this with us. Mm -hmm. No problem, you guys. Me and Heather really needed this. Yeah. Not a problem. Well, you know, the universe has its way of connecting people. Yep. (laughs) Absolutely. We'll have to do this again. (laughs) Absolutely. I will because be interested to see how many people listen to this podcast episode. Probably a lot. Oh. Our numbers are growing every time. I'm fucking nervous a little bit, actually. Don't so me. Like, oh, God. No, <laughs> you're, you're fine. You have done an awesome job. Yeah. You did a good job. Yeah. You did a really I, good job. I, I also hate hearing my own voice on recording. Oh, God. Same. <laughs> but I torture myself and listen like, over and over. I like a man. <laughs> No. You're fine. Oh. Yeah, everybody hates the sound of their own voice. It's okay. You're not yeah. the only one. I, I'm used I to it by to now, but, you know, it, it like takes... Like, fucking Rihanna be like, oh, no, I fucking hate my voice. Like, I need confirmation. <laughs> that 
that everybody doesn't hack. Yeah. Hack. We're probably just going to have to have Cheyenne on again. Yep, I think that's what I thought. I think that's what's happening here is we're going to have to do like a part two. Um, right. But I don't want to be that person, but we do have to get going. It's okay. I, you're, you're fine. Okay, and, yeah, um... we all need to take care of our business, but this was awesome. This was, was so, fun. so fun, and um, I mean, we'll have you on again. You can be like a recurring okay. guest. Like that's awesome. Perfect. Yeah, thank you so much. Are we... Yeah, thank you, Cheyenne. Perfect. Well, thank you guys yeah, so much. Yeah, thank you. Uh, hopefully, it's not too much to sort through. Oh, it'll be fine. <laughs> no, it'll, it'll be, be fine. Perfect. And I'm gonna go fucking eat something. Please my do. My stomach is like. Oh. Please do. <laughs> Have a good night, you guys. Yeah, thank you. You too. Bye. Bye, Cheyenne. Well, that was awesome. Cheyenne is so much fun. What did you think, Sophie? I agree. Um, yeah, that was that was a blast, and it was not at all what I expected. Right? Yeah, I was kind of like expecting it to be more about her paranormal stories or her creepy stories, but instead, she was just like, "I own that shit. That shit doesn't mess with me. I'm fine." <laughs> it's like, yeah. "Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Good for you." <laughs> I didn't expect her to do readings for both of us. That was pretty cool. Agreed. And they were pretty yeah, we... accurate and spot on. So I yeah. can't I can't wait to have her on again and maybe do another reading that will make it onto the podcast this time. I agree. With this one this time I'm glad we didn't include it. I'm sorry listeners, but no, we no. didn't include it for personal reasons. We're and both technical going through reasons. <laughs> <laughs> and and yes, and also literally because the podcast stopped recording on us Stop. and we didn't have a choice. It was weird. The universe was like, okay, nope. no more of this. And no, so, ma'am. Yeah, but maybe next time we'll include that in the in the podcast. So yeah, so that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I guess. Do you want to say? Do you want to share something that? happened in the last week or so that was really good in your life yeah I mean I have I'm dating somebody that it's been really chill it's been nice to date somebody that's an equal a little more you know um it's been cool to explore that and also weird but good healthy healthy weird because it's different so because you know again like I always say one of my favorite things to say is you're fishing in the toilet you're gonna what are we catch gonna get a turd we're gonna yes we're gonna catch turds we're gonna get turds in that you know is what i'm <sighs> trying not to do this time and it feels like that's mm-hmm. it feels like it's working by not fishing there i'm fishing somewhere else good now and then also um i have my dream job interview coming up in the next week or two yes. that i'm super stoked about and um, may actually be the answer to all my pain and suffering that I'm going through right now in trying to 
shed my old self. So yeah, yeah this is this is like that one tool song, forty six and two. <laughs> I think that's what I'm going through right oh. now. Not mm. stink fist. Not stink fist. Okay, that's good. Thank you for clarifying. Forty six <laughs> and two. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. You're going to rock that interview, by the way, because you're you. amazing. Thank you. And I'm, I'm happy you. about your, your new relationship. I approve. I approve. That's Thank all you. I have to say about it. But you know what? What he about better, you? He better watch himself. Oh, he better. Oh, yeah. Because here's... You have to answer. Here's the thing. My week was kind of up and down, kind of, you know, but that's me. But good things that happened. I got a new tattoo. Hell yeah, and you did. it is like a fucking masterpiece of a tattoo. Like the detail. I'll post a picture of it on Facebook on our page because it's amazing. And my tattoo guy is amazing. I'll probably tag him in it too because he needs to be famous. So that happened. My little kitten is the cutest, sweetest baby in the world. I can't even say enough about how awesome he is. And what else? Um, I'm going to be in Greece soon. And I also made a tattoo appointment for when I'm in Greece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, you know, you need vacation tattoos. And I found the perfect design. It'll be a surprise, though. I don't want to give it away. So A um, narwhal. Oh, that'd be cool. But no, it's not that. <laughs> So yeah, that's basically the the thing. So, um, but this was I'm awesome. Excited. What? I'm excited for you. Oh my god, yeah! And then I come home from Greece and I start my dream job. So I mean, things are looking up for Heather and Sophie. I agree. Thank fucking god. Yeah, for real. And we haven't even made our vision boards yet. Oh, God. So just imagine how awesome things are going to be once we make those fuckers. I, I agree. Yeah. I, I agree. We're going to love you and we're going to miss you. We're going to love you and we're going to miss you. And thanks for listening. And make sure to find us on Facebook. Just go to Facebook and look for Where's My Flashlight. And uh, you can email us. And you can subscribe to our podcast on whatever fucking platform you listen on. Because we're everywhere. And what else? Beep, boop, beep. You can donate to us on Red Circle. All that info is on our Facebook page. And thanks for listening. Thanks to Cheyenne for being so amazing. And yeah, I guess we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.